Hello, everyone. Welcome to Vanish Chicago Land Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanas. This is episode 138, season six. And today's date is June 11th, 2022. And on today's program, I will talk about the Avalon Theater in Chicago and also about vintage shopper toys. And if you're not familiar with the that company, uh, they ma- they manufactured some past uh, classic toys such as "Don't Spill the Beans," "Ants in the Ants in the Pants," "Don't Blow Your Top," and "Super Toe." And I will talk about uh, those toys and my memories of those uh, coming right up. Right now, the program will go into a commercial break, and this program is brought to you by Wishbone Green Goddess Salad Dressing. Oh, sounds good. And uh, here's a, the commercial is from the 1960s. So uh, enjoy, everybody. Thank you. Hey, you don't look Italian, but you do look like Wishbone. I am the goddess of Wishbone, new Wishbone green goddess dressing. You're smooth. I'm homogenized, made with bits of young onion, freshly ground black pepper, tender shallots. You look good enough to eat, goddess. And a slight hint of anchovy. I'd keep you on a pedestal, goddess, but I'd rather have you on my salad. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial for Wishbone Green Goddess Salad Dressing. Uh, I've already had this dressing once, and I'll give you a little history of that. Uh, It was, uh, according to food historians, uh, there was a chef at the Palace Hotel in San Francisco. His name was Philip Romer, and he invented the salad dressing to honor an actor. His name was George Arliss. I think he played in a movie, Disraeli. He won an Oscar for that. That was in 1930 or something like that. I remember seeing this on TCM. And uh, he was staying at the hotel, George Arliss, that is. And it was called The Green Goddess. And uh, so it wasn't... uh, you know, I heard it was not a very good movie or a play because right now, if you watch it, it's kind of politically incorrect, according to sources. <laughs> so that's when um, the chef, Philip Romer, created the uh, the salad dressing. And it was he was inspired by some uh, by Louis the, let's see, the 18th. I think the 18th. Yeah, 18th, Louis the 18th. There's a lot of Louis in France. <laughs> And uh, and then the rest was history. And then uh, later on, they bottled it. And I think, um, let's say, for example, the Wishbone made that. Uh, also, Seven Seas. And I remember seeing that. And uh, the the traditional recipe for Green Goddess salad dressing is uh, three anchovy fillets, uh, then a 
cup of may- a cup of mayonnaise, half a cup of sour cream, a quarter cup, and then you have some snipped chives, minced parley, parsley, and then uh, the one tablespoon of lemon juice, one tablespoon of white wine vinegar, and then you add salt and pepper to taste it, and then. And, then, and voila, you just mix it and you blend it, and then you're all set. But uh, the the uh, recipe has been changed; it's been tweaked uh, throughout the years. So uh, it sounds good. So, uh, it's the, sometimes if you don't want uh, mayonnaise or sour cream, maybe it's too fattening. You can add uh, mustard or Greek yogurt. Sounds good. Okay. All right. At the beginning of the program, I talked. To, I mentioned that I'm going to talk about the Avalon Theater in Chicago and also uh, vintage shopper toys. Uh, before I start, I'm going to give you a health update. Uh, I had my operation this past Thursday uh, to remove a kidney stone and the stunt that was placed in when I was in the hospital in, in April, April 27. Uh, it went very well. I felt no pain. I was on the anesthesiology. It was an out outpatient procedure. I was there for about a few hours and then I went home. Um, they told me to recuperate. I did. Uh, felt no pain. Nothing nothing whatsoever. I'm, I'm feeling fine. I'll just lie down a, you know, a few times a day. I like to resume my walking. Maybe today I will. Maybe a little bit because it's a beautiful day out. Next week's going to be hot. <laughs> and uh, I will see my urologist probably uh, in six to eight weeks. Uh, they'll contact me. Uh, there was a little swelling in my red, right leg. I mentioned I put this on my social media accounts. A lot of people worry, oh, you probably have a blood clot or thrombosis. You got to call the doctor right, right away. I made an appointment, but I got to wait till next month. But uh, it seems like the swelling is gone, most of it. So I guess I'm all right. But if it does return, I will call my doctor immediately and have, a, have an ultrasound down, uh, done. Excuse me. So I'm doing fine. I'm doing okay. So uh, that part's over, and uh, hopefully I'll resume. And then resuming my Orgovix pill that prevents the prostate cancer. So maybe it's caused by that, you know, because I feel a little, because this, they've got weird side effects, so it could be that. So I'll, I'll talk to my uh, urologist about that. Okay. Enough of the medical thing. It's kind of depressing. I can understand. All right. Now back to the fun. I'm going to talk about the Avalon Theater in Chicago. It is still there. Um, it's called the Avalon Regal Theater. And uh, it used to be called the new, before that it was the new Regal Theater. I'll get, I'll explain that in a moment. <clears throat> but it was first called the Avalon Theater. This was located at, um, i get the address. 1645 East 79th Street in Chicago, in the South Shore neighborhood. It's like at 79th and Stony Island, where the Skyway is. Well, when it was built, the Skyway wasn't it wasn't it didn't exist. It came in about, about late 40s or 50s. I'm not sure. <coughs> Excuse me. Anyway, um, so that open the theater opened on August 29, 1927, but it didn't show movies. It showed live theater and uh, like uh, musicals, uh, live performances, and that uh, that lasted until 1934, and then they started showing movies, and that 
that lasted until the late 60s. And uh, what's interesting and beautiful about this uh, theater was the architecture. And it was uh, atmospheric and it's Moorish. Some people say it's Egyptian. It could be Egyptian. And the, the architect of the theater, his name was John Eberson. And uh, he was born in Austria. He designed that. And he was inspired by, um, he was in New Orleans and he, he noticed a incense burner and he found it in an antique market. That's what, uh, and it was Persian. So that's what motivated him to, you know, design the uh, theater. And uh, that, like I said before, they showed movies until, and the theater closed in 1967. And uh, when I posted this on my social media accounts, uh, the responses were uh, phenomenal. They, people remembered that they miss it so much, and uh, they remember what movies they saw. They did. And uh, also, uh, when I mentioned about the architecture, they had like a f magic carpet that's uh, hanging. <laughs> I'd love to see that, you know. Something like a Alibaba in the Forty Thieves or Aladdin, like that. So that's kind of, and uh, he had a lot of murals over there, and uh, even the doors outside it was gorgeous, like that. Oh, very nice. And uh, like I said before, a lot of people remember their movies. Uh, someone mentioned on Saturdays they played cartoons. They show cartoons all day long. They paid like the, a quarter. To see all that, probably uh, Warner Brothers uh, cartoons like Bugs Bunny, Porky Pig, or Woody Woodpecker, any animation like that. Uh, and people loved, uh, and then they had the, the popcorn in the lobby, I believe. And someone mentioned there was a candy store about a little west of there. And uh, According to the to some to sources that uh, there was a bank on the corner it was Gateway Bank and uh, right across the street from the theater, well not really across the street it was like nearby. Uh, forgive me, was a place called the Kickapoo Inn. <laughs> when we when my family lived in the South Shore, we went to my godmother's son's baptism. I think I believe yeah. And that was held at the Kikapu Inn. I, I think she told me that. I could be wrong. I'll double check with her. I don't remember it because I was uh, when that I, I was an infant. I wasn't born yet. And uh, that's a funny name. It's still the building's still there. <laughs> it's right on the triangular uh, intersection of South uh, South 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 Chicago Avenue. Stony Island Avenue and 79th. And uh, White Castles was west of there. Also, there was the Sears store. I think it was like 79th and Kimbark, Kenwood, around there. Beautiful store, I, I've been told. Uh, it's been closed since then. Last I heard, it's now a data center. That's what I heard. You know, could be wrong. Anyway, um, I don't, I've never been to this theater. I never have. But uh, I wish I did because I am so entranced by the the architecture it looks so beautiful I, I i just wanted to go inside and just look around and browse it was like ooh, that looks great phenomenal and then um when it closed in 1967 it was the theater was sold and uh that was in 1970 and it was bought by the miracle temple church 
the area changed. Uh, it was now an African-American uh, neighborhood. And uh, it was there for 14 years, a long time. Then they, uh, then the building was bought by uh, the founders of Soft Sheen Products. And they, re- they renovated and reopened as a performing arts venue, just like it when it first opened. And uh, they renamed the theater from the Avalon to the new Regal Theater. The original old Regal Theater was in the Brownsville area. It was at 4719 South Martin Luther King Drive Jr. Drive, excuse me. But it got, it was, uh, it caught fire. And then, uh, then it was later demolished in 1973. The fire uh, occurred in 1971. And uh, so they renamed it the new Regal Theater, not the original. And, uh, and then it re- it received a landmark start status on June seventeenth, and nineteen ninety two, and it ran for a long time, and then it closed again uh, in June two thousand three uh, because of low attendance and it was too expensive to maintain, and uh, that's a shame. And then it was bought again in two thousand eight, and they hope to revive it, but it hasn't opened since not really uh but they have tours i believe maybe they do i'm sure because i saw this on wgn channel nine they had a tour somebody that there's a record and they they showed the inside oh my god it was beautiful they so i think they have tours of to do that and um it was fascinating to see that uh according to reports uh kanye west uh the rapper He's from the South Shore neighborhood, and uh, he pledged to donate to donate a one million dollars to have it reopened. It hasn't reopened yet uh, because you know in the news he's been very busy <laughs> with his personal life and whatever, and uh, still close to this day, which is a shame. You know, I hope they reopen it. I really, do. I really hope so because it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. You know, and, uh, you know, maybe someday if I go on a tour, I'll go see it. I really would love to, but uh, I don't think so. <laughs> if I have time or have the the option to do that. So uh, the theater's still there, but it's uh, changed. It's been renamed twice, but it's a, it's a gem. It's a gem of a theater, you know. So uh, I hope you enjoyed when you, after you listen to the show, I hope you enjoyed them and then share your memories on my social media accounts and comment because uh, people are still doing that. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. All right. Next up, I'm going to talk about uh, shopper toys. And uh, I'm going to mention the toys that I remembered and also uh, what they uh, manufactured. But right now, the program will go into a commercial break. And uh, believe it or not, I have a commercial of Don't Blow Your Top, and it's from Shopper. <laughs> if you don't if you don't hear very well, just turn up the volume. It's a little low. So, so enjoy this uh, commercial because I remember this, and it was the funniest thing I ever saw on TV. And I hope you like it, too. So here we go. Don't Blow Your Top is the wacky name of the brand-new crazy Shopper game. 
Don't blow your top. Your turn to go. Be careful now. Don't make it blow. Don't blow your top. If you want to win, cross your fingers and drop it in. The spinner tells you how many marbles to drop, but be very careful. Don't blow your top. Another toy for boys and girls from Shopper. Cookie always leaves you laughing. <laughs> Okay, I'm back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial for Don't Blow Your Top. Uh, here's a little uh, nugget of that. Uh, the object of the game is uh, you have a spinner to, to determine how many marbles you put in, and you drop it in his hat. And uh, first you place the balloon in there, and uh, the weight of the marbles becomes too much. And then uh, so it just... Uh, the balloon just uh, inflates like that. And the winner is the person with the fewest marbles in their possession until the, when the balloon bursts. And you're the winner. That's great. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> so, okay. Right now, I will talk about Shopper Toys. Uh, here's a history of that. And the toy company was founded in 1949 by William Herbert Shopper in uh, Robbinsdale, Minnesota. That's outside of Minneapolis. And uh, his uh, best known game was first was called Cootie. And that was the logo of the show. Uh, not the show, the company, excuse me. And then. Uh, then uh, they started making commercials, and then they ma manufactured more. And a cootie was like a game. It's like you. Uh, it's like a puzzle. You just put the, his legs together, his head, and all that. I never owned it. So, <laughs> and uh, let's see. So other uh, games he's well known was Ants in the Pants and Don't Break the Ice. I remember those. They used to show these commercials. In the 70s, you know, like I think I remember on Channel 32, maybe Channel 9 during the reruns. Uh, I remember that. And then they had the jingles. I remember uh, Don't Break the Ice, take some plastic mallets, and uh, there's a guy that's uh, standing there. So the object of the game is uh, if somebody breaks the ice first, uh, then you won. So, okay, so here's the other uh, games that I mentioned. Uh, here we go. Uh, there was the Super Jock line. Do you remember that? And uh, inconsist there was a baseball, hockey, basketball, and soccer. Uh, Super Toe, that was the name of that. I had this game. I think, by, well, I think it belonged to my brother. But we had this when we lived in the Ashburn area. And I think it, they got it as a Christmas present. And uh, that was like, you have this uh, football player. He's made out of plastic. And there was uh, a goalpost. And two plastic footballs. And, of course, you know, the object of the game is, like, how far the, the guy would kick it. So you place the fo plastic football by his foot, and then you hit his head, and boom, and just and he kicked it. And trying to get a field goal. So that's probably how many field goals you can get. Sometimes it, that was a lot of fun. I, I liked that. <laughs> and uh, that, was, that was hilarious. Also, there was a called Big Mouth that came out in the late 60s and you tried to feed it you know to this uh, it was like a thing so it was like a Big Mouth so it was like a clown 
There was also Clean Sweep. There was called Dunce, King of the Hill, Little Stinker. That was one of the early uh, early games that came out in 1956. And it's like, it's similar to Old Maid. So it was like that. Uh, there was Puzzling Pyramid, Shake, and Stadium Checkers. And there was another game called Tickleby. And it was like uh, a... Well, metal B and uh, with the uh, molded plastic maze. So that was kind of weird like that. And let's see, what else are there show? Oh, what are there toys? Ah, here we go. Uh, yeah, there was Don't Spill the Beans. I think I mentioned that. There was Shake a Leg, Get Off My Back, The Last Straw. I remember that. Uh, last Straw is like a camel. So you try to put these straws. Uh, the camel had two baskets over his body like by his humps and you tried to feed he tried to put as many straws as you can and if he falls down you lose <laughs> so that's that was funny uh there was also don't go overboard and there was uh cat in the bag and of course don't cook your goose i remember that one that was that was hilarious like that okay uh let's see what else they had um you know, Cootie's the famous one. And then when you heard the commercial, you heard the the mascot and he's laughing like that. So I remember that uh, vividly. You know, he was kind of cute like that. And let's see. Uh, there was another one called Corral. Uh, there was uh, Tumblebug. I remember that. And uh, there were others. You know, there was others like that. So it was a good company. It really was. You know, I and the, oh, another one called Sting Ding. <laughs> Put and take. That was that's funny. Um, but the most famous games you remember was uh, Don't Spill the Beans and Ants in the Pants. People remember those uh, very well. Oh, there was also called Humpty Dumpty. Now Humpty Dumpty was you. There was Humpty Dumpty, and then he had these bricks, and you try to pull the bricks one by one, and if he falls, you lose. <laughs> and, uh, and there's also Sombrero Marble Maze. I remember that one. That was funny. Oh boy, there's a lot of them like that. <laughs> Huff and Puff game. I remember that. So they remember they, these were great toys. You know, they really were. Okay. And uh, actually, um, they were on for a long time, and then um, they were uh, bought out by Milton Bradley. And uh, well, first they were bought by Tyco Toys. Remember Tyco Toys? And they were part of a, they were a division of Mattel. Then they sold the rights to uh, some of the games, including. Cootie to Milton Bradley. So some of them are under one company and the others are not. And they and the plant, they manufactured the toys in uh, Minnesota, closed in 1987. So you can still find these toys, like, for example, Cootie, Ants in the Pants, Don't Spill the Beans, and Don't Break the Ice on Amazon or any toy story. Well, if Toys, Toys R Us will come back. I'm sure they they would carry that. But uh, you would find them. I saw them in Walmart one time, and they were there. They didn't look the same as when I was little. Not really. They, they look a little different. But uh, the ones I had, uh, 
They were fun. They were really fun. By the way, the Super Toke um, game, I remember there was a commercial. I think there's a commercial on YouTube, and it featured Alex Karras, the football player. And uh, he was playing with this game, which was funny. Uh, he's best known to me and other people as the father of Webster on the TV series in the 80s, which starred his wife, Susan Clark. You know, I enjoyed that. You know, he was a good guy. I, I liked him a lot. Okay. All right. Uh, that'll be all for today. Uh, discuss about the Avalon Theater in Chicago and also Shopper Toys. And uh, well, that's about it. Uh, I might do another uh, podcast episode tomorrow. Uh, I haven't thought of what I'm going to talk about. I'll think of something uh, as the day goes by. And uh, so that was a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, be sure to listen on my other podcast called TV Oblivion. I just started that uh, last week. I have three episodes uh, uploaded. They're still there. I'm going to do my fourth one today. It'll be a lot of fun. I, dis- I discuss uh, television shows that are totally forgotten or rarely syndicated. You know, And that's uh, very interesting. I like discussing that because that's in my blood. Okay. And uh, this episode... Uh, episode 138 is, uh, you can find it on any podcast uh, app, wherever it's available. It's also, if you cl- if I, I'll put it on my social media accounts, you can click on it and you can listen. It's also on my YouTube channel with the same name, Banished Godland Stories. And so uh, be sure to tune in. You'll like them. Okay. This is Pika Stanis, your host. And for Banished Godland Stories, thank you again for joining me. Everyone have a good day. And here's bye-bye for now from Ray Rayner with a little traveling music and bye-bye for now from me. So long, everybody. Take care. We have to go. Bye-bye-bye. <laughs>